This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin, fiance to many, wife to none. (laughs) (laughs) And Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold the fifth. I've got a cold in real life, so I've got a cold on the show as well. <laughs> toe cold. Definitely toe, toe cold. It makes sense. You're in a cold climate, and you know what? You you showed up with a windbreaker. Yep, I did Poor a snow you. roll. My girlfriend's dead. <laughs> I, I thought she wasn't your girlfriend. I thought we you were, were working kind of... shit out. Oh, okay. We were absolutely working. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Things were trending very well for me. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, you guys snuck- Oh, this is going to be painful to listen to. You guys snuck into the royal wedding welcome party at Keep Veneral, hosted by the Veneral family. Moonshine talked her way in with the doorman by offering him a dance, and you all snuck hard one in as a polymorphed wolf companion. That was cool. So this sounds like this was a fun episode, Everything's going great so far. Let's replay last week. (laughs) After schmoozing with the other guests and gathering some intel, Gemma Bronzebeard and her sister Jaina arrived. Bev was able to pass a note to Gemma from Hard One, telling her to meet him in a nearby hallway. Hard One unpolymorphed, met Gemma in the hall, and together they climbed a tower and found a romantic balcony. Ooh, um, I like this. This sounds fun. I need a drink. <laughs> Meanwhile, down in the ballroom, Gemma's sister Jaina was chastised by a drunk, veneral woman claiming to be the Pale Prince's girlfriend. Back on the balcony, Hard One showed Gemma the gem that was imprisoning Ulfgar. Then she revealed that despite exchanging letters leading up to her trip, Gemma has yet to meet the Pale Prince, and it seemed that the Coldanes were hiding something. Gemma and Hard One then had a bittersweet talk about their past when Gemma suddenly kissed Hard One. All was right in the world until an assassin burst through the door and threw a jagger through Gemma's throat. 
Hard One, looking very guilty, ran up the tower. Bevan Moonshine headed up to the tower to find him, and along the way found Gemma. Bev took the dagger and the note so as to not incriminate Hard One, and through a mix of invisibility, Featherfall, and Misty Step, you all escaped the keep just as party guests began to discover the murder scene. Back on your boat, Balnor offered to hold the murder weapon in a smaller bag inside the larger bag. Uh, unsure of what to do, you guys summoned an animal messenger, a snowy owl, and sent it to find Jaina Bronzebeard, who Hard One is convinced will be the only Bronzebeard who won't think that he had something to do with it, and that's where we are now. So you guys are on this boat. We said that uh, you were going to meet her at a bar called The Fox and the Thrush, and this is, you guys wanted to find, like, kind of the shittiest bar possible, but you guys never really went to, like, the slums, so we're going to say that this is sort of a mid-tier bar in, like, the residential section as opposed to, you know, near, like, the sure. fancy shops and stuff. It's artisanal, but it's still a little chintzy. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, it's it's a pub. Mm. Ooh, gastro? Sure. Do they have sweet yeah. potato Ooh. fries? Is it a Bennigan dish? Just, just regular, just regular fries. fries. Just regular fries. Mm, just regular okay. fries. Yeah. No truffle oil. Yeah. What's their mayo look like? Uh, you know they don't have fancy mayos. Just regular <laughs> mayo. Um, Laura's this loving will do. it. This place will do. Um, okay. The question is: Do should I go to one of my fiancés? <laughs> Uh, Morin. Rub it in, why don't you? And um, <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Honestly, I don't like them at all, though. That's um, good. That helps. Should I go and try and have him identify the sword for us, or should I just go invisibly and try to listen to, like, if he's having, like, if we think that he's involved? That seems like a good step one. And okay. if you can learn anything, if you can't learn anything, then then you make yourself visible, and yeah. then you question him from there. Yeah. Um, I, I want to inspect the dagger one more time. Okay. I'm, I'm looking to see specifically if there's any sort of serial number or like identifying mark. Because uh, like the, the dwarves are all craftsmen, so they would probably right. sign their work. They probably also all need like uh, a permit to carry a dagger, right? So there's probably some sort of like dagger registration yeah, we a, could a, run it through. <laughs> that's totally true. <laughs> I'm pulling it up on my speaking stone. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make an investigate check on the blade. Young Bev, detective mode. Mm. Ooh. Um, investigation. Okay, that's a plus zero, but I did get a 17. 17. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you look at this dagger. It's still. Have you wiped it clean? Does it still have a little bit of blood still on it? Still got a little bit of okay, blood. Okay, so it still I has. I just picked it up in a cloth. Still has some blood on the dagger. Don't show it to um, hard one. <laughs> and it is this iron dagger, and it's got like a golden hilt, and uh, in the center is this green gem. And when you look around the gem, you do see around the inside uh, that it is like a mineral mark in there. Mm. Okay, it's a mineral mineral. <sighs> so. It potentially, they bought it there, or you know, somebody bought it there and then gave it to this assassin. Yeah, I feel like there's two options. One is that Morin is involved in the plot and they made this dagger to kill her. The other is that he sold this dagger to someone and might remember making it. What's gonna? What are we gonna do if it's the first thing? Well, that's why I'm like, maybe we just spy on him right now, because I think if you were just involved in an assassination, you might be whispering about like, oh, it went well. Let's <laughs> if somebody daps Morin up over killing the one person I love, I'm gonna <laughs> we're going to kick his ass. Hell yeah, Balnor. We're going to kick his ass. I predator handshake, Balnor. <laughs> <laughs> where are we supposed to meet Jaina at the pub? 
But Let's, it'll probably take her a hot minute, right? Yeah, Owl's got to find her. Can we can we go to the pub by way of uh, Venerals and? Yeah, is Venerals on the way to this? There's a residential section that's kind of in the center of the city. As you head west, uh, the city starts to get a little shadier, and to the east is like the slightly fancier side. So you guys will be walking like center city, I and then see. heading a little east to go to Venerals, and then you'll need to go west to get to your slightly shadier bar. Hmm. I see. So it's not it's not super far. Do we, yeah, do we have time? I, I I don't know. It seems wise, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I mean, not the boss of the yeah. time. The other well, you option are, but you is tell me. we could split up. It's not always. I don't personally prefer that as a player, yeah. but <laughs> maybe I, that's I, a little I, codependency on my I part. I could. I I mean, I could sit at a bar. I could certainly do that. That's smart. <laughs> Let's have Balnor wait at the bar for okay. ja- for Jaina. Yeah. And then we'll, and we'll be there soon. All right. You cool with that, Should Balnor? we send yep. Papa with Balnor so that Papa can run and grab us? Nice. You take the scramble, man. Ram, ram, ram. Papa, <laughs> without asking for permission, just uh, crawls into Balnor's armor. Ugh, ah. He's <laughs> chilly. It, He's got chilly little claws. Let it happen. If you uh, resist him, he just the claws come out ram, more. Ram. <laughs> trying to get in there. It's really tight in here. I've got armor on. He's just looking for ticks. Yeah. <laughs> if anything shady happens, you've got the best lawyer in the realm inside your armor. <laughs> All right, so we're heading over to Venerals? Yeah, I think we're that... S- we're sneaking. I think that maybe we do another invisibility. Can you can you uh, afford it? I can only do two, make two of us invisible. Hmm. Someone should make me invisible, I think, because yeah. I'm recognizable to everyone. Should one person go to the town. front and distract them? I guess it's nighttime. They're probably not open. Yeah, they might not even be there. I'm just, like, hoping that Morin, like, is such a fucking freak that he hangs out there all the time. <laughs> It is not super late right now. He would need to be working late, but mm. uh, I think we determined that you guys basically went to the party. The polymorph was only an hour, so it's probably only like nine o'clock at night right now. Why don't we do uh, both y'all? I'll make you invisible, and then I'll sneak because I have the best sneak. And if I get caught, I can just pretend like I'm really horny and I wanted to see my fiance. Sweet, <laughs> sounds like a solid plan. <laughs> okay, God, I hope I don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, no, no holes in that net. <laughs> yeah, I think the Iron Dwarves will believe that you're just horny. <laughs> Did anyone else just think that it's an Iron Dagger? Iron Dwarves, Iron Deep? It's an Iron Dagger? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's got a golden hilt and a green gem in it as well. It's... But it's an Iron Dagger. Mm, that's true. And Gemma was trying to escape her father. Yeah. I guess well, I would her father to... wouldn't kill her to keep her, would <laughs> he? Or not such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hard one, how you doing? I'm I'm pretty mad. I'm depressed. <laughs> uh, I'm yeah. sad, scared, lonely, afraid, angry. Okay. Oh, that's I'm a also lot. a little drunk still. <laughs> sure. Let's uh, keep that let's keep that going, I think. I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna start uh, chugging coffee and eating bread before we leave. Yeah. I wanna be clear eyed, ready to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, so I'll cast invisibility on both y'all. Great. And then let's let's get this sneak mish. Underway. Cool. All Pursuit right. of Happiness is still playing on repeat in the cup. <laughs> but like slowed down. Yeah. <laughs> what you know about dreams? Dreams. <laughs> what's that? You what's the other popular Kid Cudi song? It's like Day oh, and Night. In the room by himself. Why he by himself. <laughs> that's, about, that's about hard one right now. He's always depressed. 
Solo dolo. Okay. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are both invisible. Hard one yeah. and Beverly are both invisible. Hard one, Beverly, and then invisible I am. Boys. You're just gonna sneak. Lacing up my leaf booties and going for the sneak of my life. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to... can I Beverly Bjorn Bev just oh, for the hell idea. of it. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you? Um, why don't you do like baby bonding? So like expose your chest so that you guys can. <laughs> <laughs> so warm. I just need contact. <laughs> hey, but if you need a perma hug, just let me know. I'm here for you. Uh, hard one feels marginal. Better <laughs> for having skin to skin contact. <laughs> I want. Is there any sort of just like aura I can bestow upon him that would like ease his I pain? Think, I, I think wouldn't mind a group hug to be general totally paladin yeah. aura. Probably yeah. makes hard one feel a little bit better. Okay, that's nice. Okay, yeah. you know what? That's how I'll make you. Uh, that's how I'll make you both invisible. We're, we're gonna come in for a deep hug, mm. and then we're all gonna weep together, and my tears will make you invisible. I fucking love it. I would like. <laughs> I would like to channel the good vibes of Pelor. Into, into hard one at this moment. I would like to channel the courage of Melora and her and her embrace of the cycle of life and death into mm. hard one. Mm. You don't really care about the trials <laughs> of tomorrow. <laughs> oh, and then rat attack. Balnor real quick puts on some Bob Seger and gets himself in. Sorry, just in case you need to kick anyone's ass. <laughs> Two drinks minimum. <laughs> Okay, so you guys are about to leave the boat. Are you taking like your equipment? Are you leaving the dagger with Balnor? What are you guys doing? Oh, well, I think we want to get the um, dagger ID'd, so we would have to bring it with us. Okay, yeah. and, and let's then... muscle up. Let's take all our gear. Okay, so yeah, you're taking maybe. like your axe and Rosaline and all yeah. that. Oh cool. God, Gemma, clipping everything. Oh on. no! I kiss the axe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I don't. I want the last thing I kiss to be my beloved. Uh, so Balnor is gonna go on a little sneak mission too. Mm. With okay. Papa. Uh, Papa, Balnor, you be Balnor's good now. <laughs> Papa salutes you guys. Him and Balnor uh, sneak off down the dock. Okay. And then. And we are uh, en route to Minerals. Minerals. Okay. So these guys Absolute are. Absolute sneak. These guys are invisible. You do see. Uh, it's early enough that there are some people that are still out, but it's very cold here obviously not yeah. that many people like fucking hang out outside at night I'm you hugging see, like, the shadows you see you know the glow of uh, fireplaces and stuff inside the different oh, houses and mocking the us residential <laughs> warm hearts warm hearts all this higa um, but higa there are tongue. iron dwarves uh, going about so moonshine go mm. ahead and give me a stealth check you've got your uh, your stealthy boots on though so give it with advantage do you think we can make them malfunction by teaching them to love 21. 21. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. We even even the robo dogs don't catch you. Wow. <gasps> Do we need to roll or even we're invisible? No, you guys are invisible. Oh, you guys fine. you guys don't need to roll. Uh, and you guys are out on these like big wide streets, uh, but Moonshine's kind of uh, Catherine Zeta jonesing between the buildings and <laughs> Always. everything. Always. <laughs> Always, y'all. Uh, so you guys get to um, Vineral's Gems and Geodes, and around front, uh, you see that... You know, it's like a jewelry store, so there's usually like a, a glass case, but now there's big metal grates that have been pulled down to protect it, mm -hmm. and you see that the front door is made of very thick metal, and there's like a keyhole. There's hmm. a keyhole, is there? Uh, if we've been to a place before, mm -hmm. can we misty step into it? N I believe the language is that you have to see it. Okay. Well, if you, oh, what if you get through a window? Peek through? The the metal is all the way down. I mean, you guys can go investigate. I mean, around. what if you peeked through the keyhole? Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Yes. 
Okay. You know what? You know what I'll do for that? So a keyhole is obviously going to be pretty hard to see mm -hmm. through. So I'll just let you do a perception check. If you roll well enough, I will allow you to misty step uh, through the wall, essentially. So that seems better than gaseous form. I mean, gaseous form is always gaseous fun, but... But, oh, I could turn one of y'all into gaseous form. Ooh. Do me. Okay. I put my hand on hard one. You sure, bud? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I turn him into gas. Okay. So that he can go in through the keyhole. And then I'm, I myself use a third level spell on a second level Misty Step because I don't Okay, have go ahead and do a perception check to see through the keyhole. Um, <laughs> Bev's just outside. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll case the joint. You'll just like uh, hide. I'll stand guard. You, you can kind of hide in the 20. alley in between the buildings. Oh. 20. Not Nat. Okay, so Moonshine. So, But we before, can let you in though. I'll say before Hard One even goes in the door. Moonshine, you peek through the keyhole, and you can just barely see inside that there is some movement in there. There's something patrolling, something unnatural, like some kind of little robot guy or something. Oh, wait a second. Do we even want to do this? Do we even want to go in there? If it's, yeah, if it's a security, if it's a security guard. Should we? Are you in though? Like, did you, Misty, did you get this before? before. She was was looking through the keyhole. Okay, I'll say that. Hmm. Okay, so there's some sort of security system in there. Yeah. The question is, do we do we think that Morin might be in there? It seems like if the security's on, then probably not. Can we climb up on the roof? Yeah, or check All right, the back. let's do it. Which do you want to do? do you Actually, wanna... why don't y'all climb up on the roof? Because you're invisible, mm-hmm. so you can do better stealth checks, because I might be a loud climber. <laughs> cool. All right. It is two stories tall. Uh, and you do see that on the bottom level, that's actually uh, that's obviously where the shop is. There's these metal grates that are down, but uh, on the second level, it looks like it's it's glass. Uh, give me a climb check or an athletics check. Seventeen. Seventeen. Cool. You successfully mosey up there, and on the second story, you see that uh, there are these thick glass windows. Obviously, they know that somebody could just come up into their apartment and just like punch through the window and get downstairs. So this is like a a very thick window. Hmm. And go ahead and give me a perception check. Nat twenty, baby. Whoa. Woo! I right. see somebody in the bathroom. You see, <laughs> describe their anus to me. So this is this is like a thick kind of foggy window, like one of those ones where they're you know they don't want anybody to see inside, like a hotel shower door. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it almost it, it looks a little foggy. Um, but you are so fucking pissed that you climb up there and you're like, if this motherfucker had anything to do with it, I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna kill him. And you're looking in and you see laser focus. You right. see this little patrol clockwork machine it's got treaded tires and it's wheeling around this little like living area this apartment you see that there's that there's like a little a reading chair um and and some bookshelves you can't see all the decorations or anything but you're like you got your eyes like right up against it and you found a part uh that's a little bit easier to see through can i um am i still on the ground yes can i go around like to the back you want to go to the back sure yeah i want to see if i can see any See through any windows over there. Bev, you sneak around back, and uh, you can assume that this is where the workshop is, because right. you guys uh, walked back there. Uh, Oleg took you back there to meet Morin the first time you met him. Uh, you see a wagon back here filled with like debris and garbage from uh, Morin's workshop. And back there, there's also a thick metal door. 
and you know based on the layout of the building when you when you guys uh, walk through it the first time that uh, his workshop is on the left. There's no windows there, hmm. but to the right there's a window with like a metal cage around it. Is uh can I see in that window? Uh, go ahead and give me. Actually, you're a little guy. I'm a little fella. You're a little fella. Yeah. Go ahead and give me an acrobatics check to try to like squeeze through oh, the bars. To do a <gasps> shimmy. To do a shimmy through the bars. All right, here we go. <laughs> that's a three. Uh, my athletics is four, though, so it's a seven. I a was going to say okay. shimmy, shimmy, yeah, but I guess it's shimmy, shimmy, nah. <laughs> shimmy, shimmy, nah. Uh, <laughs> you have one of those terrifying little kid moments where you stick your head through some bars oh. and then you can't get them out. Uh-oh. And uh, dad's not here to help. And Balnor's not, <laughs> not here to grease the bars with butter and pull you out. Uh Am but I stuck? A seven, a seven is good enough for you not to get stuck. Okay, but you okay. do for a brief moment. You're like, oh shit, I am stuck. I can't it's fit that through here. It's that oily aura. And you pull yourself out. Saves you. <laughs> it's yeah, my teen aura. Um, yeah, one of your whiteheads popped on the way in. <laughs> <laughs> Did I manage to see anything inside? Much like hard one, uh, looking through the window up there. Uh, it's it's very like foggy and stuff. I'll say, not being able to stick your head through the uh, little cage thing, you can do a perception check with disadvantage. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a five. You see that it's dark in whatever this room is, hmm. um, but you can't, if there was like a little reading light on or something, you would have a hard time seeing it uh, from where you are and with this, you know, foggy window film. I have a question. Okay. Can I cast Dispel Magic through the lock hole on this little security guy? Yes. Because you, you, you saw him, you gave... <laughs> You gave a little perception check. Based on your reaction, it sounds like maybe a bad idea. I'm not. It's no, an idea. It's a, no, I, I thought. I'm I thought it was his, a, his eyes made it look like oh shit, you outsmarted me. I thought that I was like an, it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, then. Daddy do you want to do, do you want to do the it's one not, in the Do you want to uh, do the one in the apartment, or do you want to do? The I one? only have eyes on. I haven't climbed the. I haven't climbed. So I only have eyes on the first floor one. Okay. Because uh, I was worried I would out myself since I'm not invisible if I mm. climbed. Okay. Um. So yeah, I would like to cast dispel magic on the little guy. Okay. Uh, you look through the little keyhole. You see a guy kind of moving around in there. You, you do a little <laughs> beep <laughs> through the keyhole. That was easy. Uh, and you see him stop moving. Oh, oh. nice. You know, based kind of like the way a lot of these guys work, you know, from like looking at Juan and stuff, uh, hard Juan, uh, that he had like this arcane battery. So you've, you've like pulled this dude's plug essentially. Okay. I report towards everyone and I'm like, uh, I just took care of the security. Turned me into a gas. <laughs> gas uh, time. I think you want to come down here to do that because uh, isn't there still <laughs> one up there? <laughs> Hard one ever so carefully climbs down the roof. We might be able to just walk in now. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So how many maybe, more of those uh, those charges do you have? I only have I only have one third level spell left, hmm. and it's a third level spell. Let's still sneak in then, yeah. just in case okay. there's anything any like anything beyond the robots. Right. Cool. All right. Um. So I think to get in there though, I think like I should either misty step or someone should gaseous form in and then let everyone else in. Right. Sounds like a plan. Unless, l- let me try the handle. Is it open? It is not open, believe it or not. <laughs> let me jiggle it. Okay, yeah, hardwall jiggles it. Morin wakes up and chases <laughs> you. Yeah, Moonshine, please gas his ass. 
Okay. Yeah, just for fun, since I since I only have a third level spell, I'm gonna turn Hardwon yeah. into a gaseous form. I also Destroy think he could. Me. I think he could benefit from some incorporeal time. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh, Moonshine, you turn him into a gas, and he's, he's crying. It's rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so misty. Hardwon turns into a mist, disappears on the wind, and you're gonna blow through the little keyhole. Yeah, but first I'm gonna take a little spin in the night sky. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I accidentally get some in my nose. <laughs> you briefly oh. enter uh, Beverly's nasal passage. Oh, God, it's oily. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuffed with so many boogers. <laughs> Beverly's definitely one of those kids that walks around all day like. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm currently doing that. I'm super sniffly today, so it totally checks out. So hard one. You, um, you turn into a gas. You go through the keyhole. Um, you enter the jewelry store. You enter uh, Vinral's Gems and Geodes. You see that the display cases all have thick metal around them. These big, like, garage door-type protectors have come down over the display walls, and the cases are all protected with thick metal. And um, you do see this one little clockwork dude, this little robot guy with treaded tires, uh, and he's got this big arcane battery that looks like a gem in the middle of his chest. Uh, it's purple, but it is not, like, lit up or anything, and he looks like this, like, little golden bug guy. Scarabesque! You guys know how much I like God scarabs. damn it. <laughs> he's a big gold scarab, um, and he's he has stopped. And you do see in the back... Um, you hear the sounds of like buzzing and like little explosions and you see like a red glow under the door of somebody uh, like working in Hard one, by the way, uh, you are no longer invisible because gaseous form took concentration. So, you know. But he's gas, Proceed right? with caution. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but whenever you decide to rematerialize. Morin doesn't seem like the sort that would notice gas. Yeah, I think that we can, I think we can still sneak in. Yeah. Right, if he's tinkering, then why don't I be, unbecome, I'll turn back into a man and open the door for you guys. Okay. Cool. We're going to sneak under. We're going to open it so, we're not even going to lift the grate fully. We're just going to like lift it enough so that we can like judo roll yeah, underneath. Yeah, yeah. We okay. both do cool I snuck rolls. out of the orphanage many times. Um, you said that the gym was purple? Yes. Do I see any corresponding purple gems to try and deactivate the whole security grid? Uh, you do not. You you guys kind of get the sense from uh, that they kind of like work like individually. Okay. That they're almost like batteries. All right. So it's not like an they're RC. They're like Roombas. Car. Security Roombas. They're security Roombas. Even Roombas have a dock though. Oh shit! <laughs> got it, dude. Yes. Got Where's it. the dog? I have Only been Beverly and Caldwell. You find the Roomba <laughs> dog. My dog is very hairy. Okay, so hard one. <laughs> you unlock the door from the inside and you open it up for your friends. And uh, right. Beverly and Moonshine enter. I definitely do like a pose. You do a pose. I did too. Do we pose back to back? We pose back to back, and then we look at hard one, and we're like, "Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry for your loss." Uh, I almost loss. smile. I'm not there yet. <laughs> we're gonna try and keep it light. It's gonna be goddamn hard, but we're gonna try. Anytime, anytime, a hard one turns around, though, we do the back to back pose. Just try to get me to laugh. So far, I'm no. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's uh, let's sneak over. Mm-hmm. And see if, I mean, if he's just at work, though, we're not going to overhear anything, in which case I may have to just... Be horny. Be horny. Oh, no. Operation Horny Fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in your back pocket. Oh, no. Also a condom. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's let's sneak over to the door. Okay, so you sneak yeah. over to the door, and yeah, you hear you know sparks flying and buzzes and little explosions and stuff of somebody working on something. Uh, do you think we can open the door without him noticing? There is an I- yeah, there is an iron door here. Oh, it's an iron door. Is it iron locked? Door. Uh, you haven't tried it yet. What do y'all think though about? Well, you said that there is security upstairs too. Hmm. So there's no point in like sneaking upstairs. Yeah. I don't have any third level spells left. I mean, we could try like manually disabling them, but I don't know if that's going to be a good idea. Yeah. Can we just Risky. get down on the floor and see if we could peer through the the? Fl- you said yeah. that we could Can see we the pass red light. Note? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and do a perception check. Yeah. Under the door. Twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, you don't see anybody patrolling in there, hmm. um, and you can see, you kind of go all the way over to the left side, and you see in the right corner of the room are, you know, some work boots. You can assume that that, but that just might one be pair. more in. Just one pair. So we're not going to catch him doing anything, but we we can just try to talk to him. Yeah, I think that may be our only option. Should we right. knock on the door? I guess, right? I don't see what, I mean... Here's the thing. What if we knock on the door and we've just got that dagger right in front of us? <laughs> uh, it's risky, but he's going to want to talk about it, probably. If we just show it to him. This is insane. This is not necessarily a good idea. But if we just show it to him, we'll get the most honest emotional That's reaction. That's very true. What if he has like a button that just calls a shitload of iron dwarfs and they come and murder <laughs> us? It's true. Hmm. Well, we'll need to restrain him very quickly then. All right, y'all. You know what? I, why don't... Why don't y'all just like hide a little bit and then I'll have the first interaction with him and then you guys will jump in pretty quick. Uh, I can also prep command so that I can just get him to obey us. <gasps> Wait, do you think he could hear us under the door? Because if it, I think, yeah. Then I'll just cast command under the door because it's mm. as long as he can hear me that yeah. I think that uh, it'll work. Yeah, because yeah. then we'll have an have, iron door separating us. If we've established that you guys have line of sight on him. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. Well, I, I guess I like get down on my knees and press my lips to the the threshold. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. It young tastes ben. so bad. Just like <laughs> <laughs> you instantly oh. get acne around your lips. <laughs> Just oils. Why is it greasy? <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I cast command. What kind of throw does he do? My one word command. Oh, it is a uh, wisdom. Okay. Our boy Morin doesn't seem like the smartest. He's got to be he pretty street smart. smarts. He's he's ac- he's actually uh, an intelligence, intelligence guy. Yeah, yeah. That, let me see. My guess. He rolled a dang three. Woo! Uh, what is what is your command? I'll just say open because uh, it has to be a one word command. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or just yeah. Uh, so you say open. You guys see his feet stop under the door, or Beverly sees it at least, unless you guys are all comically kind of laying on the ground looking. Get down the here. Ooh, we definitely. It's are. warm. Yeah. Okay, uh, you see his feet turn around, and he starts walking over, and Morin opens the door. Ow. This little, f- yeah, he he <laughs> opens the door. It uh, bashes you in the face. Uh, he's this uh, fr- frizzy haired dude uh, with scars all over his face. He only has one eye, and he's wearing this like dirty robe. And he looks at you guys super scared, and he goes, "Oh no! Why did I open the door? What are you doing here? Surprise. How you get in here? <laughs> Your fiance is hot for you." Yeah. Morin, there was a. I, w- I was at this party. Something bad happened. Made me think about life and whether or not and how short it is. Give me a deception check. It's a booty call, baby. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So, uh, I will say that this is so absurd that <laughs> he's only he only a little bit believes you, even though uh, you got a twenty-one. So you got 
How did you you got horny and you came with your friends? Why are you? How did you get into the store? Did Oleg? Did that idiot forget to? Forget to lock the door. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure it was did. wide open. We t- we closed it for you though. He's such a moron. Oleg. That Oleg? He calls me the moron. But he's the moron. You're so yes. right, baby. I love you. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I guess I love you too. I love this. We're her cheerleaders. We're here to watch you have sex real good. <laughs> oh whoa, God! Whoa, whoa. I just take okay. out the knife and show it to him. <laughs> uh, yes, a bloody knife. What? Who did, did you make this for? Uh, he goes, I am not the salesman. I I put gem into dagger. Oleg sells it to someone. So would Oleg have the, the receipts for who bought this specific dagger? Oleg. As your fiance, I just want you to know that like I'm sort of traditional. So I come from a place where the wo- the woman does the bookkeeping. So I might as well start tonight. Right. Oh. <laughs> Very traditional woman, very hot, very hot. Um, why, why does it? Why do you bring bloody dagger here? What, what have you done? We didn't do anything. Do we mean, tell him the truth? Yeah, possibly. We're running out, out of options. It seems like we here. can just kill him pretty easy. We're reporting sports. Yeah, if we um, need to. Yeah, I think we just tell them all. I think we, you know, we're too deep. Cool. Yep. You only get so deep before you gotta dunk your head under. I'm standing by the door. Um, yeah, uh, someone got murdered with this knife, and it's a friend of ours, and we just want to know who did it. And it looks like some of your amazing craft work, and so we thought maybe you would recognize your own work. So you found one of my daggers at the murder scene? Yes. Yeah. Correct. You're with us so far. He tries to, uh, he's going to do a sleight of hand. Go ahead and um, give me an opposed dexterity check. Uh, Who's uh, Moonshine? Ten. Ten. Uh, You see he grabs the dagger, holds his hand up to the wall, and melds into stone. What? And disappears into the wall. (laughs) What? Sorry, cannot, uh, cannot be incriminated. Hey! Hey, you... Stop! I start knocking on the wall. <laughs> I throw Do a javelin yet. at the wall. You throw a javelin at the wall, it just bounces off the stone. Wait a second. Do not... Yeah. I'm Is screaming it... in dwarven. Do... You craven son of a bitch. <laughs> Come out of the wall Warren? and talk to us like a man. Come out of there. You are going to... Once Oleg here is upstairs, he's going to send down his robot. I don't know how you got rid of my robot. Morin, let's. This is gonna come back to. I you live one in way the wall now with this Morin, dagger. Morin, I'm gonna call off the wedding if you don't come out right uh, now. You know what? I think you're not a very good fiance. I do not love you anymore. We are. You. You bring the uh, this Morin, very dangerous. Come out here and face me like a man right now. I cast compelled duel. <laughs> uh, do you Ooh. have to be able to see him? Oh, see within range. Damn it! He's in the wall. I start come peeing on. on the wall. <laughs> Do not urinate. Yeah, the, fuck you, dude. He, he honestly can't even see you. He's just like in the wall. God damn it. Are there any like? I do not see anything, but I hear piss. Uh, so wait, how does how does um meld into the wall work? Is he just in the wall? Can he move? He's just in the wall. He can't move. He's just in the wall. All right, bud. We're gonna. We, gonna we don't start, got anywhere to be. I'm gonna rifle around in his uh, workshop. Do not mess around in my I'm workshop. Gonna steal all your gems. You gonna you... steal my gems? What's this journal? Do not read my journal. Oh, wow. You have a lot of wives. I don't. I have one wife who does not like me very much. Oh, yeah. I'm seeing these are all potential wives. That's weird, bud. That's real weird. You're weird. (laughs) I live in this wall. Go away. 
All of you go away. Oh, all right. Aww. Tell you what. The person who died was very important. We are going to go tell the, tell everybody looking for this murder weapon that you're holding it inside this wall. Yeah. Your house is going to get surrounded by iron dwarves. They're going to wait you out. Who, who are they going to believe? Very important member of Vinro family who didn't go to parties, so not very popular. It's got but your in, signature on it. Yes, yeah. exactly. That it's is why I have it. That is why I have it in the wall. <laughs> I'm cleaning it in the wall. You can't move in the wall, man. <laughs> I'm just stuck in the wall. As soon as I get out, I'm taking a clock to this. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I don't even know if okay. you, I don't even know if you could talk in the wall when you go there, but it's so much funnier oh, to have people yeah. yelling at you guys like a fucking cat trapped in the wall. <laughs> He's behaving like a fucking teenager. Yeah. I will not come out. We're just trying to find out who killed her. We're not trying to incriminate you. If anything, we know you didn't do it now. So come out and help us find out who used your weapon for evil. I mean, lots of people use the weapons for evil. That is not my fault. Oh, you sound no. like some kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a libertarian. Knives, knives don't kill people. I don't people. want to define complicity here. <laughs> What's it going to take for you to trust us? What, what can you do for me? Because right now these seem like all bad things. Granted. Um... You ever been on an airship? <laughs> I would take an airship. Yeah, no, no, this is for like a long time flight. On an One way trip on a we like a not round trip. More Fine, of a, more come of a... out of the come out of the wall and you can have my airship. <laughs> I don't believe you. What about like a fast pass situation where you can go on the air? You can go on the airship first whenever you want. <laughs> what if we? What if we kill someone for you? Jesus. Would you, know, I'm just giving it a shot. Would you? Yeah, I hate Oleg. Will you go upstairs and kill Oleg for me? I'll kill Oleg. What? I fucking hate minerals. <laughs> I mean, just do you think Oleg was involved in this? Do you think Oleg would have a reason to kill, uh, to kill the, Oleg, the pale princess? Oleg's no assassin. Oleg's salesman. Oleg sucks. Oh, they doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, well, if you're going to go wait in the wall, I'm going to go look at the, the receipts in the front. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, this um, is Okay, uh, you go through and you uh, go ahead and give me like an investigate check. Can I also do one? Mm-hmm. Can I um, just pee in his workshop? Oh, I've, yeah. yeah you, can, you can just piss on the ground, sure. Great, thank you. The I know it's been a while, but I definitely do have a bookkeeping 13. merit badge. Um, what's my investigate? Oh, it's zero. Uh, nine? Nine. I'm gonna say with a thirteen and a nine, you guys aren't able to find like a like a ledger. <laughs> a of Can we just hmm. take them then? What, what are you gonna take? The all the receipts. <laughs> there are no. You, you don't. We find, can't find the book. You, you don't find like a. You don't find. Oh, a book we don't even find a ledger. Hmm. Mm. Fuck, dude. Should we kill uh, Oleg? <laughs> I, would uh, pref- I would prefer not. I know. I feel like we don't. We're already potentially wanted uh, for one murder. I don't want you to kill Oleg. I just don't like him. Tell you what, I'm going to kill Oleg if you don't come out of the wall. I don't, I mean, I don't care if you <laughs> kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's insufferable. <laughs> All right, you know what? Report, I'm going to go wake I report, up. I report, I report yeah. and I'm like, I'm fucking lying what I'm about to say. Okay. I'm like, all right, uh, I guess you fucking win. Honestly, I'm glad to have the murder weapon off my hands. And then I go make the door close and make the gates go so he thinks I've left. Uh, go ahead and make a deception check. Do we all need to? Or are we hiding? 
this this is just a deception check because okay. he can't. I mean, he's he's not in a great position right now. He's just like surrounded by stone. <laughs> he rolled a goddamn one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you you slam the door. You pretend to leave. You guys wait, just kind of silently for like a solid twenty five minutes. Dalnor is getting fucked up with Janet. Yeah, just like <laughs> uh, stand there for a while. Uh, suddenly, uh, honestly, oh, via reports boards, honestly, do we even want this like weapon back? Yeah, because it's got my my beloved blood on it. Okay, yeah, so blood's important. Okay. Uh, Morin suddenly appears back where he went into. Uh, the I jump on him. We jump <laughs> you, okay, on him. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give you a grapple. Oh no, you lied to me. 16. Twenty for me. Twenty for you. <laughs> okay, seventeen. Yeah, you guys all just pile on him like <laughs> instantly. Just jump on him. <laughs> okay, okay. What do you want? What do you want? God, let's just tickle him mercilessly. Yeah, there there you go. Go. <laughs> Great. I cover his mouth while, he while just, Beverly he, and Mooch, I tickle him. <laughs> Essentially torture. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah, that felt good. Yeah. Okay, so what oh, is you're the smiling. gem? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Hard one's not smiling. Okay. <laughs> what does the just gem check. in this dagger mean? It has poison in it. The blade uh, becomes poison hmm. when you activate its magic. It's like the way uh, your blade uh, has fire now. Would Oleg know who bought this? Yeah, look. If Oleg were to sell this to someone who were an assassin or something, he wouldn't sell it to anyone important. They would send some kind of low-level criminal or something. Somebody that nobody would, you know care about or try to track down like a dwarfin or something. Ah. <laughs> I punch him really hard in the stomach. <laughs> oh, I, oh. And I headbutt him. Ow, stop. You're the summer dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm strong like rocks. I, I live up in the ice. No, you I, hide in rocks. That's I, all you do with rocks. Go like, back in the wall. Yeah, no. you're like sand, dude. Oh, yeah. So, would he know who bought the dagger? There are people who will pay a premium to not to be asked questions. Yeah. Who are the crime rings in this town? If you want to find out about the crime, you go to the slums. The nickname for that area of town is just called Frostbite. It is very nasty area. That Cute. is where actual criminals are. Iron Dwarves do not patrol there as much. It's become increasingly clear to me that we must go to Frostbite. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I hate to leave it like this, but uh, I don't know. Going back to whatever you're doing. What were you working on, by the way? Oh, I was um, making... You ever see a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, I love that place. Yes, yeah. you know... <laughs> <laughs> you know that play that came to Galateron, it's traveling. It started here in Frostwind, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, teenage um, Frosty Turtles. <laughs> Love and, it. Uh, making some cool size. Wow. Yeah. Oh, those okay, are nice. that's, we'd like them. What? You cannot have my size. <laughs> I need something from this <laughs> transaction. I feel like all you did was steal... I was told you go. To, I steal your dagger. I told you to go to the bathroom. Wait part for of you town. in the wall for twenty minutes. You go and do. Hey, <laughs> look, such you're a coward. <laughs> I am not the coward. I go take the size. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, I said this as a joke, but there are size there. 
yeah, you see, he was like halfway through um, putting a um, blue gem into uh, this pair of size. You know, I actually feel bad. You know, I know hard feelings. I know that we broke up, but I let's try and make. Okay, cool. Oh, there you're you go. Taking my gem. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're a you're a thief. I'm gonna fucking throw. <laughs> you're it. a thief. I'll throw it into the ocean. <laughs> Not a thief. Throw my gem. That is a good gem. You're a jerk. <laughs> Get out of here. I tug his beard. Do not tug my beard. You're all jerks. Get out. You come here with a murder weapon. Ask, like, come in. Oleg did not leave the door open, did he? I that was a lie. Yeah, we got Why you. Why is this little robot? He's not, the robot's not moving. I goose him. Do not goose me. <laughs> I throw the gem back into his workshop. Oh, you. I feel, I'm not going to sink to your level. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> the jerk. Fuck you, dude. The Psy has three points, by the Fuck way, dummy. You. No, it just has two. No. <laughs> I love you. I, I tried, love you. I tried to end this. I tried to end this relationship on a high note no, by not. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck, fuck you. all of you. Okay, fuck bye. you. You Oleg were rolls. a terrible fiance. Oleg sucks. You suck. Bad fiance. <laughs> I'm calling the Iron Dwarves. Goodbye. Okay. All right, Ron. Okay. Calls the Iron <laughs> you guys. To uh, frostbite, we go. We scram. You guys uh, run out the I door. I took his beard one last time. Uh, so we're gonna go meet. Jaina at Fox and the Thrush. Okay, yeah. sweet. Uh, I'm going to do a little roll and see if you guys need to do a stealth check to see if there's any iron dwarves on this little stretch of street. And there are not. Cool. So you guys Ooh. are able to Ooh. make it uh, to this more residential area. So since the murder happened at the party, it still has not been that long. You guys like rushed the fuck out of there when it happened. There was like some people gathering up there, but it's going to take like a bit before there's like, you know, Iron dwarves all over the place trying yeah. to like yeah. find the murder. We're already going for drinks again. Right. So <laughs> you guys uh, find the fox and the thrush uh, and you go inside. It's this bar uh, full of small wooden tables. Uh, there are candles with thick wax melted onto the tabletops below them. Uh, there's a small bar with a bartender behind it. This old dwarven woman with scraggly white hair and an apron. Uh, next to the bar uh, is a set of stairs, presumably leading up to rooms. It's like an inn. Mm. Um, there are just a few drunks here. It's, it's quiet. It's not as um, nice or as big as Ice to Meet You, the place that you guys uh, went really earlier in the day. Spot. Um, and you see Balnor is doing his best Aragorn impression. He's got like, <laughs> yeah, a cloak on in the corner with a mug and Papa sitting next to him and he's got a little cloak on. Is Papa smoking a pipe? Uh, yeah. Papa uh, smoking a Gandalf pipe. <laughs> oh, they call him someone draw a picture of this. It's so cute. God, I love Balnor. That's... <laughs> Badass. Balnor, uh, Balnor, like, peeks under his hood to, like, show that it's him. And we he winks. We know it's you, bud. <laughs> it's I, me, guys. I pretend it's to be Balnor. really startled. Oh, oh, Balnor. Yeah. Oh, wow. Deep undercover. What's, uh, what's good here? Um, I just got a beer, but I've been nervous. So. <laughs> Balnor seems like a cider guy. <laughs> yeah. I got a hard cider. Is it a <laughs> Honestly, my, uh, tummy's a little upset, because, uh, this has been one heck of a night, and so, uh, I've just been kind of nursing it here, just the one drink. I rub his tummy. Oh, thank you. Mm. Thanks, son. <laughs> uh, so you she... got a pop? <laughs> She's not Classic here yet. She's not here yet. Child no. duty. <laughs> Rub the tummy of the upset stomach of a parent. Yeah. I'm so sorry for whatever upbringing you had. I miss Tums. <laughs> <laughs> you are a little tum boy. 
All right, so she isn't <laughs> here yet. Should we stake out just in case she comes, like, with someone else or if she doesn't trust us? You know, yeah. I'm just going to go. I'm going to go outside and just hide around a corner so that if she comes and she's with someone, I'll have a rapport spores with you guys. Okay. I'll take a walk me down out there. Don't worry. I'm not going to do it uh, cold. Okay. Did um, take a pipe, did we, too. Yeah. Did we reclaim the dagger? We did. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys take it? Yeah, yeah. I grabbed okay. it from when he came out. Cool. Got it. Okay. Well, yeah. Maybe sure. to get it. Let's put it back in the bag in the bag. Yeah. Okay. So it's about 10.30 now. So Moonshine, you go outside and you're stealthing? Yeah, I'm stealthing. But okay. I also like kind of look, I'm like crouched so that, but I'd like to find like a pipe or a valve. So if someone saw me, I could pretend to be like a maintenance worker. <laughs> she needs a little blue hat. Absolutely insane. Just give me a stealth check. Just uh, do stealth. Can I do a performance check for being a maintenance worker? If you get caught. 17. 17. Okay. So. And I'm going to hide um, in a corner of the bar. Inside you're just going to go over. You're going to also Aragorn it? Yeah, I'm an Aragorn style. Okay. The Balnor nods The bar with two Aragorns? Sort of my, <laughs> sort of my thing, but okay. Yeah, I look a little more brooding, though, because uh, <laughs> someone I love was murdered tonight. <laughs> hey, you know what? You have it, man. You, you take it. Uh, Bev, I need doing? this Balnor. Is there any point in me, like, checking upstairs? Yeah. Okay. I go upstairs. We could also just get a room and talk to her in there so that we don't have to talk in public. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll wait up in the room, uh, have that ready to go. Yeah, you can just ask the bartender for a room. Yeah. Would you like to do that? I, I get a room. Great. Okay. Uh, so you just throw her a couple silver, and um, she gives you a key and gives you, like, a little lantern uh, so that you can go upstairs. It's got, like, a little candle inside. Cute. She lights it for you. Uh, thank you. When it's turned down? <laughs> we're, going to, uh, we're going to close up here about midnight. Okay, so mint or no mint? Uh, no mint. Okay. Fair Sorry. Enough. All right. Just, I just, love just, you. just ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too. Uh, Good night, my baby boy. I go up. Uh, More I guess parents I... for Beverly. Cool. Inspect yeah, she bed. gives. Yeah, she gives you a um, key. It says number two on it. Mm -hmm. uh, you go up there. You see that there are um, three other rooms. So there's a one, two, a three, and then it looks like maybe the last one is like the master bedroom that maybe she sleeps in, or mm. her and her family sleep in. Um, you go into uh, the second room. And it's this cozy little room. Uh, there's a little uh, fireplace, uh, but it's not lit. You can start a fire here, obviously. There's a big bed covered in animal pelts and a little bear hide rug on the ground. Uh, and then there's one window uh, that looks out onto the street. How bouncy is the bed? Uh, it's pretty firm. All right, that's a bummer. One firm uh -huh. bed. Uh -huh. One firm bed. One, One firm bed. bed. I'm saying that as I try to bounce on it. <laughs> One firm bed. You guys, so we'll say it's about 10.30 at night right now. You guys wait for half an hour. She does not come. Hmm. Shit. I mean, y'all, do we even have any other leads? The only other thing we could do is just go to Frostbite. Yeah. That's true. We could ask Balnor to continue waiting for her. It's true. That's we did true. get Balnor a very nice room. And he loves a firm bed. Yeah, but he does. Good for his spine. It's good for my back, yeah. 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 I rub his spine. <laughs> Thanks. How firm is your bed at home? You know, the other place <laughs> you came from. Oh, yeah. Me and the wife, we got a, we got a queen, we got a California king. It's, uh, What's you California? Know, California king. <laughs> gazes off into the distance. <laughs> I recognize king, but Oh, well, we pushed you too hard. <laughs> so are you guys up in the room? Where are you guys right now? So it's 11 p.m. Mm. Well, the bar's not going to close for another hour, so I think we should 
uh, have Balnor just wait at the bar. Yeah. And if yeah. Jaina comes, bring her to the room, and we'll be back. Yeah, yeah I think we should head to Frostbite. I think okay. we'll go to Frostbite. Unless Balnor should, if Jaina comes, just bring her to the boat. Uh, the room, they might know about the boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is It's not a bad idea to it. have this room, I oh, think. They don't know that I'm a Stormborn. No, well, they know that you are here. They know that Hard One is here. All right, cool. And mm, they know that strangers came on a boat. They can maybe put two and two together. Uh, I feel like it's good to have this secondary location, perhaps. Yeah, I, I agree with Bev. Also, she might not want to come to our boat. That's true. Whereas, that sounds a little creepy. Yeah. Does sound a little abducted, uh, abduction-y. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she'll go into a hotel room with our dad. <laughs> <laughs> to frostbite we go. Balnor has an era of trust. <laughs> an aura of trust. Um, I'm a dad. halfling hey, mustachioed I'm a, friend. I'm a dad, not an uncle, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Should we leave Papa with Balnor? Uh, continue yeah. that plan? All right. I think so. Cool. Pawpaw's wow. We're just trusting. We're just, we're just globetrotting tonight, huh, gang? I know. Gotta right. wear my shape ups, right? <laughs> We're gonna be walking. I'm not much. used to shoes, honestly. <laughs> We're bar hopping now. So you guys exit. I get a big butter beer to go. <laughs> uh, yes, of course they have butter beer. They have <laughs> Universal Studios style butter, non-alcoholic oh, butter beer. Oh, let's get that so foamy good. top. Yum, it's got that yum, foamy top. Yum. Um, you come back. I love you. <laughs> love you. Bye. I like this place. Yeah, I know. Every time they say I love you, I just fall for it. Hard one. I know that everything sucks, but like. She's all right. No, I hit her too. Okay, fair. <laughs> what? Why you hit me? I love you. <laughs> so you guys leave the fox and the thrush, and uh, you guys start heading west. Now you're starting to get into the nastier part of town, which is kind of good as far as uh, avoiding iron dwarves and stuff. So you guys head west through the residential district as the buildings begin to get more and more derelict. Uh, the streets are mostly empty here, uh, save for the occasional peasant uh, traveling between like hovels. Uh, you see that instead of, like, these nice buildings, they basically go from being, like, perfect houses, like, all matching each other to kind of decrepit houses to barely put together hovels, like, pretty quickly. These are the sort of people that if I said I love you to them, they would not respond. Yeah, they might stab you in the neck. Okay. <laughs> um, oh. So you see that inside these hovels, you can see that there are huge fires. Like, they basically just have big fire pits. Oh, to heat themselves. Right. So mm. instead of having, like, regular fireplaces, <gasps> these people all just kind of gather around big fire pits to keep warm. Bev, that's our fucking inn. You can just put yourself in the fire. That's true. <laughs> you, well, you're resistant to it. You're not immune to it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Don't jump in the I fire. I can throw him into the I fire. <laughs> Here's the thing. I can do it. It will not feel good, and it okay. will hurt me, but I can All do right. it. I'm sorry. You I just, would. You look so suave when you do it. I assumed it had no effect. I'll do it for my buddy Hard One. Thanks, Whatever Doug. it takes. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer, and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com. 
mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. You guys are walking through. You see all these hovels and everything. Uh, the only real building you see here is this derelict prison-looking stone building uh, called the Frostwind Dwarfenage. You see uh, oh the windows are all broken, and you do see a big fire burning inside. Hard one, did you get any exchange students from here? I didn't know any kids from this dwarfenage. Okay. This one's even harder than the one I grew up in. Yeah, oh, it looks pretty really? rough. And you do hear talking. And it is like 11 or midnight almost. And hard one, you know that like you were not allowed to be fucking up late. Lights out at 6 p.m. <laughs> hard one, do you have like a, a code word or some sort of like dwarf and pride thing you could use to curry favor with them? I was thinking we could, I was thinking we could pretend to be the ice cream man <laughs> <laughs> and get them all to run out here. The, uh, we never had that. Oh. Frostwind dwarves must love ice cream. That must be like soup to them. <laughs> They're just freezing. Yeah. The okay. soup man. <laughs> they would like the yeah, down at soup the creek, man. We, at the creek, we had the gumbo man. Yeah. He came around gumbo on his Gumbo man crack. Dan. Yeah, yeah, I saw him while we were there. Yeah. He's, wow, he just keeps that soup everywhere, huh? Comes in, it comes in 12 different gumbo flavors. Yeah, a lot of pockets full of soup. I thought that was a weird way to carry it, but you know, what are you going to do? He got one of those, uh... <laughs> He got one of those photographer's vests with tons of pockets. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, good times. I miss that place. I know. Um, I think there's no reason that there should be any sound coming from this building right now. Right. Okay. Let's... Should we, we check it out? Yeah, can we like just case the building? Yeah, go ahead. Mm. Um, go ahead and give me... Do you want to be like stealthy as you walk up? Yes. yes. Okay, this, uh, this go ahead and the, give me a stealth check. This is the casing episode. Damn, that's good shit. That's some twenty. Th- that's a twenty-three, bitch. Okay, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, let me do a perception check for just one person because there's only really one person looking. Okay, 
So you guys are able to kind of sneak up. Bev's kind of hiding behind Hard One and Moonshine. You guys sneak up to like one of these broken windows uh, and you look in and you see that there is just this big fire pit in the middle of the room and you do see that there are bunk beds everywhere. It basically looks like a gymnasium like lock-in almost where hmm. all of the kids are in one room. Like Superdome? It looks like it is not cared for at all. These children are just kind of running these, wild. You these see, kids are running amok. You see that there are kids like, you see that there's one like kind of older teenage girl dwarf who's maybe like 15 or 16 is like feeding like scraps to like a couple little like toddlers but there are like 10 year olds like running around like wrestling and stuff there are like 45 or 46 kids in here just kind of like running around there are some kids sleeping but these there are no parents so you're saying that this is a place where kids rule (laughs) this is a place where kids starve and rule y'all let's go get a bunch of food and just like make them dinner cool Oh, that's that's your classic move. Let's do it. Moonshine yeah, Deluxe. It is, it is right? quite late. I th- Midnight snack. Where are you going? I know how to talk to these kids. Okay. I'm going to okay. go inside. Okay, you go inside? Yeah. Um, you see the kids. Let's all go inside. Yeah. The kids look fucking horrified. There's just like this human and this elf and this halfling uh, run in. And you see the one teenage girl looks and goes, we do not have any money. What are you doing here? I didn't come for your money. Yeah. I came to play. Catch him! <laughs> Go to play catch him! You see uh, the <laughs> I start running around chasing the little kids, tossing them up. This is a dwarf in the game from the Dwarfinage. Awesome. Yeah. The kids are fun. I'm not even going to make you roll a performance check or anything. The kids are psyched to play. Catch him like when you try to catch them. the littlest one. Oh. Oh, I'm going to run. Get him! I'm four years old. I am a little dwarf. He's got like a little beard. I'm going to jump over the fire because nobody a, is going to tell me little not. Beard. I pick him up and... <laughs> Make him pretend to be an airplane. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) And uh, you see the one uh, teenage girl dwarf uh, comes over to you guys and goes, did someone send you from the uh, king? The king? No, does the king send? uh... No, nobody sends us anything anymore. Why? What happened to your your master? Oh, the the husband and wife who, who ran the orphanage, they died. Well, the man died... Two years ago, and the uh, uh, woman died uh, about uh, six months ago, and so, so we've been just living here. You guys don't work anymore, huh? No, We're I mean tired. we work. To, <laughs> I eat rats, mm, so yeah, I kind rough. of work. I work to feed the kids and stuff, the younger kids. You know, I'm an adult. I'm 14. Hell so. yeah, 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 totally. Where are you keeping all the rats? Because, I mean, I could make you some jerky, oh, and that will had, last If you. I had a rat right now, I would eat it. Okay, can we I try and find a rat? We have some food on us, don't we? Do you have food? We must have some food. They right have now. food! They have food! Our oh, bars for everybody. <laughs> the kids run around. They just start eating all of like the little snacks and everything. I mean, yeah, I've got Ritz bits to give them for sure. So why do you why do you come to the dwarfenage so late at night? I grew up in a place What is like your name, this? by the way? My name is Hard One Surefoot. Hard One Surefoot. The bastard of Iron Deep. Maybe you've heard of me. I... I don't know. I've never been to Iron Deep. It's okay. Everybody at Iron Deep knows who I am. You are a very tall dwarf. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Tall dwarf. Tall dwarf. Tall dwarf. Tall dwarf. Tall dwarf. dwarf tall, tall dwarf. dwarf tall, tall dwarf. dwarf tall I do a dance for them. <laughs> they, they start dancing. Uh, my name is uh, Katya. Katya. Yes. Hard I am one the, surefoot. I am the caregiver here now. I am an adult. I am 14. Hi, yeah. Fellow adult. I'm Beverly Togold. Very nice <laughs> oh, to meet hi. you. Nice to meet you. Do you have uh, 39 children that you are responsible for? No, but I got a bunch of dads. Oh, oh I would love to have a dad. Tell oh. me about it. Just one dad. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean I to rub it in. I could be your mom. 
You could be my mom. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be our. She's going to be our mom. Yeah. Oh, no. yes. mom. <laughs> this is not what she signed up for. <laughs> Can you summon your spectral papa to give him some milk? Oh shit! I don't have the. I don't have a second level oh, healing no. spell. Anyone need to be healed? I can heal. Yeah, can we like tend to them a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, yeah. yeah. So you guys kind of take some time. You some of these kids have like cuts and bruises and stuff. Especially like, the one just I been, was chasing around. The one you were chasing uh, fell and he burnt his face in the fire. Ow, it hurts. <laughs> but I do this every day. It's fine. Uh, can I make balloon animals using minor illusion? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Go ahead and make a performance check. Cool. They're already super. They're super psyched at balloon animals. It's a one, but get <laughs> you roll. Roll it. Great time to waste the one, though. There we go. Yeah. Um, that is a six, uh, 17. 17. Okay, yeah. you make some rad-ass balloon animals. Oh, you make, like, little swords. dwarven carts and swords and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I want I want an axe like Big Dwarf. I want an axe like Big Dwarf. Oh, okay, that's, right. that's, let me twist that like that. Oh, um, that looks yeah. good. Yes. Okay, it, it is made of pig intestines, so be careful. Oh, I'm going to eat that. Uh, he just starts eating. <laughs> oh, it's balloon. an illusion, buddy. Oh, no. Sorry. That was a tease. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Can I be, like, hunting for rats so I can try and make them, like, some rat sashimi? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're a <laughs> druid. I'll do. If you want to do, like, a nature check, you could probably Ooh. hunt rats a lot better than these kids can. Yeah, can I do, like, some kind See of, if like, you can find rat some signal? To like get get the rats. I want you just do like a religion check to have like Malora help you summon some fucking rats so you can make them. All oh. the rats come out of hiding. I have hiding. plus zero to religion. <laughs> okay, what what uh, wisdom then you can okay. do? I'll just let you do a raw wisdom check. Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay, so I'll say Moonshine kind of goes out into the alley, puts her hand up and calls upon the power of Melora. You uh, glow with this green energy, and you feel the wind whipping around you, and you see like five pretty chunky rats run yeah. towards you and start like sniffing at you. And I just say, and I just say, sometimes death is the best gift we can give. And then I just behead them all <laughs> and chop them up the like dwarfins? sashimi. No. <laughs> Yeah, and then I feed them to the rats. You make <laughs> you make some rat shishibi. The kids are super pumped, uh, and you guys. And I all like have... present it. I'm like Jiro. Uh, Dreams of sushi. dream of rats. Yeah, <laughs> hey. this is the best looking rat I have ever eaten. <laughs> Don't be afraid to try the brown. <laughs> Great work, Moonshine. Uh, never bring Papa here. <laughs> Why? I point to the rats. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Papa's the farthest thing from a rat. Yeah, These kids I mean, look pretty scrawny. Yeah. This is a good point. Um, right. Oh, I see. I, I lead. I lead a class in possum appreciation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Never eat one. Possums, possums, are, possums are poison. What's this lady's yeah. name? Katya. Katya. Yeah. Uh, Katya. We're looking for some bad men who might have. Oh, the bad kids. Yeah, bad we're kids. looking for the bad kids. Oh, what do you don't? What do you know about the bad kids? The bad kids left the orphanage when the adults left. The bad kids. Live near the cemetery now. And what makes them bad kids? They do bad things and they work for bad people to give them money. Mm. How old are they? Are they adults like you or more adults than you? They're teenagers. Some of them are a little bit older than me and some of them are younger. But I try to to get the other, you know, 10, 11-year-old kids and stuff not to go. But, um... You know, the bad kids go on adventures and, and make money and, and do cool things. Everybody wants to run around and, uh, you know, 
uh, do the bad things. Yeah, but it does sound all right, rad. Katya, I'm going to spell this out for you. I'm not going to go after a bunch of teenagers. Who are they working for? Because I, I can't attack some dwarf and teenagers. My fists are clenched. I could, I could fuck teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I could fuck up anybody right now. It's fair game for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is paying them? Multiple factions, or is there one main family that does it all? They got assassins? They hiring out assassins? The only person who I still talk to there is my brother Joris. He sometimes comes back and brings us money. But he does not tell me. He just says that there's a boss and that they work for the boss. So if we go to the graveyard, we'll find Joris? If you go to the graveyard, you'll find Joris and and the other kids. Let's go stealth up on the graveyard, see if they're talking about that uh, murder they just committed. What's murder? What happened? Nothing. Uh, you it's, know what? Fuck it. You're an adult. Yes, uh, I am. <laughs> yeah. The princess was murdered. The princess. Princess of Iron Deep. Oh, I am very sorry to hear that. Thanks, kid. Was she your friend? More than friends. Oh. We were borderline official, actually. <laughs> uh. Yep. We're just letting him have it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. Yep. I'm sorry that you lost your official girlfriend. She kissed me. Oh, right boy. on the lips, right before. Did I tell you guys that? I think I did. No, I've been I've been giving you space. <laughs> <laughs> on the lips, huh? Right on the lips. Cool. Was there tongue? Moonshine, I'm not going to dignify. Yes. <laughs> yes. There was tongue. <laughs> a lot of tongue. I <laughs> look right at that. What about the, ha- what about the not, hands? I do not know why you're talking about this at a dwarfing <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. Cover your ears. Hands on my ass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Sure. Good for her. Wow. Handsy. It was hot. Just was to be official. clear, this person was murdered. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, and that's very I sad. mean, everyone, everyone's, she probably wants to be remembered this way. In I do not know possible. that I would want to be remembered this way. <laughs> we yeah, all grieve. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Uh, Should we head to the graveyard? I guess so. Yeah, let's... Let's stealth over to the grave. Yeah. Um, See if we does can anyone... Be very yeah. careful. These, they're very nasty, very nasty teenagers. We get up to some nasty stuff. I shouldn't have said it like that, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Bev, don't be shy. We nasty. It's true. We are freaks. <laughs> you freaks. Um, you fed us rats. Is, yeah. Does, is anyone a little worried, worried about this dwarfenage? Like... Whether or not it could be some sort of mirage or not mirage, but a front, not a front, but like a decoy or something like that. Mm. I think you're just thinking about succubi again. Yeah, succubi really you're scarred right. you. You're right. <laughs> we'll you're trust right. hot people at a bar, but not children. Well, should we? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we could do a. I mean, yeah, do you I would... get a sense? Do I get any evil sense? Uh, you, they're certainly not like they're they're not uh, demons. Okay, they're well, not I like radiating like, evil. I guess I was no. saying like, are they gonna sell us out the second we leave? Is uh, what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's. Mm-hmm. A, I mean, you could talk kids. to her, do mm-hmm. a perception check. All right, are you gonna sell us out the moment we leave? Uh, I'm not going to sell you out. What are you going to? I got a nat 20 on that perception. A nat 20? You can see that she's nervous and that she doesn't like these kids that are working for this boss. Mm. Um, But she goes, I don't want my brother to get hurt. Okay. We'll do what we can to protect your brother. But he helps feed us. 
Yeah. And he's mixed up with bad kids and bad people. Yeah, we know it's not the bad kids' fault. They're just caught up in something yeah. bigger than that. I tell you what, we're going to go investigate. Whenever we sort this all out, I'm going to teach you how to summon rats and make rat sashimi. And then you're going to be able to provide for yourself. You won't have to accept this dirty money. And I'm not going to let anything bad happen to your brother. Remind me his name? Joris. Joris. I'm just going to give you some money. Oh, thank you. I mean, that would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah why are we fucking around the bush? <laughs> we, have a, we have a lot of money. I'm going to give yeah, you some. Here's some money. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, if you give these kids fucking 10 gold, that's like amazing. I, like, give, them, I give them 20 gold. You give them 20 gold. That, yeah. That's a ton of name money. A, name a wing of the orphanage after me. <laughs> Carve my name into that bed. We will go up and change the name of Dorf, <laughs> Beverly right, Dorphanage. <laughs> Maybe we don't have to put your name on it. <laughs> I'm a philanthropist. Yeah, now says Beverly's wing over this uh, very dirty hallway. Okay. I don't know if you want to claim ownership over your <laughs> Oh, That looks kind of like the timeout bag. Bed bugs uh, start crawling towards <laughs> uh-huh. you. They're called Bev bugs now. Thank Bev you very bugs. much. Ooh. Bed bug stole hallway. That gem from more, more on now. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go to this. Cemetery. Thank you very much for your generosity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we'll be back though. We'll be back. Handshake. Sleep tight. Don't let the bev bugs <laughs> bite. Also, I want to get you out of the cycle of needing money. So I do want to teach you how to uh, summon rats. <laughs> You'll never yeah. feel hungry again. Actually, I've got a lot of uh, valuable I, life skills. I think yes, I could teach. You ideally, kids. we could just convince the king or somebody from you know to send us money or something like that. We'll so, work on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but whenever someone gives you money, suddenly you owe them something. Don't you want to be out of that system? Yes, I want to not live in <laughs> a giant fire orphanage with uh, <laughs> forty-five other children. <laughs> I see that Moonshine is like pulling out a socialism pamphlet now. <laughs> Push it back into her pocket. Like, oh, it. interesting. Yes. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. No fountainhead. I'm just saying, you know. Wait, are you socialist or libertarian? Which one are you? <laughs> Definitely a socialist. I think you're like full on anarcho socialist. Yeah, I think I'm like, yeah. I mean, that's how us Crick live. Yeah. Cool. Um, I do, yeah. I, I put a pin in the back of my head. I will return here one day and I will start another green teen chapter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like an imperialist green teen. <laughs> no, I'm Johnny Appleteen. Yeah, yeah. From place to Johnny place. Appleteen. <laughs> Spreading the joy of Pelora everywhere. All right. Yeah, let's head to the cemetery. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, so you guys continue through the frostbite slums, uh, passing these other little hovels. Uh, you guys smell like meat cooking but it's also mixing with like a burning garbage so it's pretty disgusting smell in the air here Um, but eventually you do find the cemetery there's this big rusty gate that's been left opened it blows in the wind occasionally crashing closed and then knocking itself back opened Uh, above the gate uh, the frostwind cemetery has been graffitied to say frostbite cemetery Uh, And you see that there's this poorly kept low stone wall surrounding the massive graveyard. There's stones missing in the wall. It's collapsed in a few places. And then there are these chipped headstones. And in the distance, uh, you can see this derelict chapel with a big fire burning inside of it. And you do hear teenagers running around and like being loud. Guys, like the skateboarding like, uh, kids from Teenage Mutant. Ninja yeah, these Turtles. are the, this yeah. is the Foot Clan essentially. Quick question: Is it time for Operation Nasty Lad? Oh, uh, I don't know if you could pull that off. Uh, I slick my hair I'd back. I'd love to see you try. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. All right, <laughs> Nasty Lad. Nasty um, Lad, get in there. I flick my earring, which is the infection's still there, but it's going down a little I bit. I forgot. 
<laughs> I slick- oh, that is ready to burst. Oh, I used minor illusion to get myself a cool haircut. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Do me a favor and stealth up to that chapel just in case there's any interesting conversations sure. happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. stealth up. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Are we rapport spores right now, too? I'm going to say you guys have used rapport spores a ton tonight. Rapport spores is out. Oh, shit. All right, okay. cool. Um, I got an 18. Are other people sneaking up, too? Yeah, I guess we should all I guess get so, yeah. Okay, everybody Possibly. give me stealth checks. I got 11. I got an 8. An 8. Okay. So as you guys kind of start sneaking through, you guys are, like, hiding behind graves and... Um... Do I have time to do an etching or rubbing? <laughs> sure, yeah. Okay, I do a grave rubbing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's a it's grave look rubbing? Awesome in your, it's where you like put a piece of paper up to a gravestone and you rub a crayon on it. <gasps> That's so goth. I do it too. <laughs> cool. You guys have um, the, the names <laughs> wow. of dwarves on some colored paper. <laughs> cool. Wow. History is important. That's fucked up. Uh, so you guys sneak up. Oh, um, before so you even cool. get to the chapel, you see that there are like a lot of kids there. You hear rowdy, raucous kids. Um, and you see that these kids have black hoods on and little black cloaks. Uh, and they're going to roll. Uh, and you see two of these kids turn and look at you, hard one. And they've got their face painted like skeletons. And they go, what are you doing here? Oh, hey, kids or uh, adults. Do they? Uh... I want to take I want to take dirt and rub it on my eyes and through my hair. So I look a cool goth girl. Do they see me yet? No, they just they've seen hard one. Can I minor illusion myself to look like them? No, the minor illusion doesn't. I just meant like the face paint. I'll let you do an arcana check to see if you can uh, do minor illusion because I'm going to say it's it's probably easier to not have it like contour to your face and like yeah. face paint. Uh, so go ahead and just do like an arcana check. Yeah, I guess I can make like a skull mask. Sure. <laughs> there it is. Shout out to the two crew. Shout out to the two crew. <laughs> okay, you're still you're still hidden because you had a good stealth roll. Okay. Uh, you do a minor illusion on your face and you look in like a little pocket mirror and you see that you look very bad. Oh fuck! Do I just look like a clown? <laughs> you look like a juggalo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so hard one. These kids see you. And the one kid turns towards the chapel, and you see that there are a few other kids. I'm actually going to do roll a d4 and see how many kids are like around the corner. There are three. You see the one kid goes, hey, we got the visitor here. Shit. And he turns towards you intimidatingly, like giving this stupid teen stare uh, as these uh, three other kids uh, begin rounding the corner. I guess I grab one of the kids and run. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to try to scoop one? Yeah, come here, you little shit. <laughs> okay, it's a go. 14-year-old dwarf. I'm a 26-year-old man. <laughs> Word up to that. Go ahead and do an athletics check as you try to kidnap a, 23. a bad teen. He rolled a one. You fucking scoop this teen, and you are definitely faster than this other one. So you grab the one kid, and he's just like, hey, no, you can't do this. You can't do this. They took Gregory. They're stealing Gregory. I'm going to rage, and then actually, I'm not even going to rage. I'm just going to go out and try and scoop the other one. Uh, <laughs> okay, go ahead and uh, give me a, a post-athletics check. Scoop this kid. 25. Oh, yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. You and also- then I go take off. We're like we're like two quarterbacks just <laughs> running with little you guys tiny squirming scoop football. These kids. We're like Heisman trophies. <laughs> uh, you guys scoop these kids. So I'm going to say it's super dark out. Um, Moonshine and Hard One, go ahead and give me stealth checks as you guys uh, scoop these kids. You've outgrappled them greatly. So I'm saying you guys are just like scooping these kids and diving behind like, uh, like a gravestone. Yeah. Okay. A mausoleum. 14. I also got 14. Hi, Woo. 
Okay, I'm gonna Are do a. Are we winning a, twins or? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do a. Are we hidden twins? <laughs> I'm gonna do a perception check as these guys are chasing out, and they got a four, so they do not. They just heard their friend yell, which is nothing out of the ordinary for these rowdy kids. Um, so these kids didn't see where you went, but they're just kind of running towards uh, where they heard their friend yelling. Can I uh, cast Nature's Wrath to trip the kids that are coming? Okay. Um, so I'll have them do like athletics checks. Yeah. Uh, one kid trips. Second kid trips. Third kid jumps over it and keeps Ugh. running. You can scoop that one. All right. I- <laughs> yes, scoop him and join us. The triple Heisman, baby. All right. Um, I, I activate my boots. I say, yippee, skippy. Okay. And then I try and scoop this kid. Okay. He's heavier than you for sure. Um, go ahead and do an athletics check with disadvantage. Can I- oh, no. What if you try to scoop, fail, oh, man, then get scooped? <laughs> Athletics, you said? Yeah. All right, it's going to be a 10. A 10. Okay. This kid got oh. a 21. Uh, Bev, you run up to scoop this kid, and this one kid, uh, Judo, throws you onto the ground, and you guys are grappled. And you guys see Hard One and Moonshine, as you guys run off with these kids, you hear more yelling as kids start coming out of the chapel. And Bev, as you're wrestling, this, you're basically at like a high school party where you went to like a rival high school and started a fight with a kid. Uh, Bev tried to steal the other team's mascot. Yeah, he tried to steal the other team's mascot and started to uh, get grabbed by this so kid. So typical. Bev, you see, you see that there are like 25, 30 kids uh, coming out of this ch- chapel and they all start to surround you as you're grappling this one dude. Um, what and I... you see a bunch of them pull out like bows and arrows. Oh, uh, and Operation them, Badass Lad. <laughs> yeah, hold them up to you, lad. Beverly. Kick his ass, Rodian. <laughs> uh, this kid uh, tries to... Uh, Slam you! Uh, go ahead and give me another athletic. This is like this, the prison yard, dude. You gotta make uh, you gotta make yourself I guess, the alpha. Yeah, I guess I can. Are, are people just gathering kid. around? People are just gathering. So around. we're in like a fight pit. You guys are in a fight pit. Yeah, then I guess I'll just try and like prove my worth. Sure. Uh, athletics? Yeah. That's going to be a 17. A 17. Okay. You are starting to get the better of this kid. So you're this little halfling and you start, uh, you're wearing like weird juggalo makeup <laughs> that kind of looks like skeleton. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, what? <laughs> Who the hell is this kid? He's beating up Rodian. Um, I shout out to the crowd. This guy owes me money. This is between us. Everybody back off. Uh, go ahead and give me either a performance check or a deception check. Come on, you little performer. Uh, performance, that's going to be 13? 13. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to do a perception check for like, there's like one kid who's got, uh, who pulled out a bow mm. when this all first happened. I'll see what uh, he thinks. Uh, he rolls a five. So he just kind of, he looks like one of the bigger kids and he kind of just uh, puts his hand uh, for the other kids to just watch. All right. I toss my weapons to the ground. Okay. You toss your weapons to the ground. Mm. You hear the kids go, ooh, kick his ass, Rodian. Kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> this kid's a punk. Look at this sick little dwarf. What's his deal? <laughs> I pop him. Okay, go ahead, pop him. him. Make an attack roll to pop him. him. Slug him, pop him, clock him. A 19. A 19. So I think unarmored, you just do uh, your strength uh, damage to him. So what what is, you have plus four? Oh, yeah, plus four. You pop him for four damage, and he grabs his nose. Oh, and you hear all the kids go, oh, I like this kid. This kid is weird. (laughs) Uh, He swings back at you. Doesn't Beverly get a second attack? Oh, yeah, you can, yeah, you can swing twice. Uh, I just, while he's clutching his nose, I just strut. <laughs> oh, shit, go ahead, do performance check. <laughs> uh, it's a 14. 14, yeah. okay. 
Uh, the kids are looking pretty amped. I've got uh, two copper on the weird kid. Choop choop! <laughs> what is that? Sure, choop choop! Choop choop! Choop choop! Uh-oh! Rodian gets super pissed and runs at you and uh, tries to swing at you. He rolls a three. He, like, falls forward. Oh, Rodian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Can I keep my head on a swivel to see where Hard One and Moonshine are a little bit? Sure, I think th- you guys have ca- are kind of, like, hiding off, right? Uh, I have Gregory wrapped up in my cloak real tight, my hands over his mouth, and I'm watching Bev's fight. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing the same. I don't want to I don't want to interfere in These Bev's fight. These kids are trying to... So you guys are, like, kind of hiding around the corner. But I also want to be like, are you Joris? No. no. Where's Joris? <laughs> he spits on you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I spit back at him. Don't spit I on me. It's poisonous. Me. All right, I'm going to keep fighting. Okay, cool. Uh, go ahead and take a swing at this kid. Cool. Okay, that's 11. Do I... What do I add to that? Plus four? Uh, plus four, yeah. Okay. Okay, so you hit him. He's unarmored right now. Okay, cool. Uh, so you do another four damage. You pop him. Uh, this kid. How's he looking? Pu- he's got like a black eye and stuff. He goes, okay, okay, I'm done. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Fuck is he you. done? Dude, I don't care. <laughs> uh, fucking hold me back, everyone. Fucking hold me back. <laughs> he starts giving you the finger. Oh, come on. Fuck this kid. I don't know. It's not even worth my be held time. Back mid-fight. Just a bunch of kids are like, fuck, not nah, Crying dude. a little bit. Rodian, you suck, man. You got your ass kicked, dude. Uh, I, I clap him on the back and I, I touch hands him. Oh, okay. Mm. So you're basically you're able to heal him up to full, like quite yeah. easy, easily. Hey, it's all like good. It's all good, man. Well, you're magic. Cheap, cheap. You have the touch. I, I I know how to touch hands. It's true. You see, there's a kind of like hush around the crowd. You have been inducted. Y- yes. Have Have you not? Uh, you see, the kids are all kind of quiet and confused. Um, and then one of the kids leans back and he, uh, he goes, we need to get Ruskak. Uh, and he runs off into the chapel. Are the arrows down? Uh, the arrows are down. Okay. Bev, you see these kids kind of part and you see this dwarven teenager wearing a legit skull as a mask. And he's got like all of these feathers Rufio. and teeth and bones <laughs> around his neck. And he's carrying this giant, like weird hooked sword. It looks like really brutal. Uh, you see this this kid with the skull mask on looks over to the other kids and he goes, he has the touch. I wiggle my fingers. You wiggle your fingers. Um, they you, glow a little bit. You show him that you're able to do lay hands. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to you and he goes... You know the boss. Yeah, I'm looking for him. I'm from a different crew, but I like what y'all are doing around here. Come on, follow me. All right. I like your mask, by the way. Thank you. It is a skull. I was trying to do mine like that, but it got a little warped. Mm. Maybe you can show me? We can dig up a body and uh, just pull off a a skull. Oh, oh, that's gnarly. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's fucking dope. Hardcore, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't care about these fucking people. <laughs> I mean, they're dead, right? Dude, I work for fucking hell, man. They're freaking warm food. We work for fucking hell, dude. Hell? What do you mean? I mean, you work for hell, right? You got the touch. I don't call him hell. Psh, I call him by his real name, don't you? Il said. Yeah! Oh. That motherfucker. Yeah, man. Damn, we're hardcore. I hug him. <laughs> <laughs> he hugs you back. <laughs> I'll take you to see boss now. Okay. <laughs> um, Are we ever... Oh fuck! We do not have reports for us. I mean, but we see, we see Y'all are him tailing walking it. Yeah. away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Gregory, you little shit. Where are they? Where are they taking him? <laughs> uh, taking him down into the crypts. 
What are they doing down in the crypts? Fuck you, dude. I smack him in the face. Ow, why are you doing intimidation check with advantage? Because <laughs> he's so much weaker than you. Uh, 13. 13, okay. Oh, okay, I don't mean to fuck you. Just don't hit me. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're an evil little bastard. I'm not. Fuck you, dude. Of course I'm evil, dude. I rule, man. <laughs> I fucking work I for hell, dude. <laughs> don't give me a wedgie. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. They work for hell. Well, uh, leave me to hell, little... I can't take you down there. You have a... Uh, you know Joris what? is about to be inducted, and he's going to kick your ass. Mm. Mm. Well, funny thing is, I'm, I'm, I got a relationship with Joris. Do you? Yeah, I got a connection to Joris, so I'd love to see him. You can't see him yet. He's seeing the boss. He just did a big job, and he's going to be able to kick your ass. What was the big job? Fuck you, dude. I pulled he the killed, down over his job. He killed the princess, didn't he? Didn't he didn't do shit. She spits on you. <laughs> Fuck he you. He did it. I'm, I don't. I can't tell where your idolatry is. You said he just did a big job. Then you said he didn't do shit. He didn't do shit. <laughs> I slap him on the face. I'm like, ba- I'm. I am full Batman <laughs> in Dark Knight. Yeah, I think. Where I- is she? <laughs> what did he do? They don't share it with people who haven't been inducted, man. So Hard One and Moonshine, you guys are kind of like wrestling uh, with your kids over on the side, kind of holding them still and trying to interrogate them. Uh, But you do see in the background, you see this kid with this skull mask uh, and this giant hooked sword uh, comes out and takes Beverly and him and all of these skeleton kids head into the chapel. All right, well. And that's where we'll end our episode. Oh, no. Beverly's finally joining the cool kids. Wow. <laughs> Operation Rad Lad. Wait, Nasty, nasty lad. lad. Operation Nasty Lad went too well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in too deep. He's such a nasty lad I now. can't believe it. I'm going to have to infiltrate this organization. I'm going to go full narco. Yeah, and I'm definitely committing several different acts of child abuse. Mm. <laughs> Just one on top of the other, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... What are you going to do? Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't <gasps> sing yet to listen to our after show. Guys, Hot Date is on Netflix. Yeah, you can check out me and Emily's sketch show. Um, it's fucking you, funny. In case you were wondering what we look like, you could find out by doing I that. Saw, yeah, I saw on Reddit people were like, I had no idea what they looked like. Really? Did people <laughs> yeah, say Yeah, there that? are some people who didn't that. watch College Humor who just- I said a full joke. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's really funny. Don't look me up. I'm hideous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be as hot as hard one. <gasps> you can Google me, but only if you Oh, do... I hadn't thought of that. Mm. Okay, just watch Hot Date. It's not- who I am. I look like Moonshine Cybin. <laughs> <laughs> My feet will never be as beautiful as Beverly's. Uh, and of course, uh, check out Dropout. We've all got a bunch of projects on there. Yeah. Emily and I are in a D&D play show called Fantasy High. Uh, Caldwell, you want to talk about your show? Uh, yeah, it's called Cartoon Hell. It's me and Nathan um, making a new cartoon every week. It's like Drawfee, but with an animated element to it. And I think it's real fun. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I uh, made a show called Lonely and Horny on Dropout. And guys, you can use a NADPOD promo code uh, to get a free trial of Dropout. Jake, what is that URL? Yes, the URL is signup.dropout.tv slash NADPOD. N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing. <gasps> Don't sing yet again. <laughs> Caldwell, you have something else to plug? Ooh, that's right. There's a special Thanksgiving episode of Big City Greens. Woo! 
airing on November 3rd and then uh, throughout November on Disney Channel. Um, John Hamm did a voice in this episode. My good friend, John Hamm. (laughs) Wow, stunning. Yeah. Uh, of course, listen to If I Were You. Follow us all on Twitter at chmurf is me, at Jake which is Jake, at Caldy is Caldwell, at Eaxford is Emily, and tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N A D D P O D. Oh boy! <laughs> we are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are youth of the nation. Nasty lads for life! Hey guys, it's the end of the show, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. It is just me this week, but I'm bringing the energy and enthusiasm, starting with Matthew M., the Bullywug Prince, recently created a scholarship to help Crick Bullywugs get the dental care they need. Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven, once shared a bed with Denny during a sleepover and pretended not to notice when Denny pissed the bed. J. Loma, 72, aka Steelbreak. Hard One's Gymspiration, not because of his body, though, but because he works out with his dad. Andrew A., a.k.a. Feldspar Lygard in The Half-Elf. Feldspar is half-elf, half Frost Dwarf, simultaneously hairy and beautiful, graceful, yet stout, chaotic, yet stern. Taylor Pawpaw the Sixth, a legendary bard to whom no item isn't an instrument, got a huge response when they played a xylophone made of giant teeth at the Frostwind Dwarfenage, though to be fair, they're an easy audience. Dylan B., a super weak wizard who wields 12 swords. Eight of those swords are made of cardboard, but still, dude's got freaking four real swords, and he holds them along with a bunch of cardboard at the same time. Simon W., the bootleg of Hard One Soft Loss, isn't able to connect with dwarfins quite like Hard One can, but mostly because he grew up in a warm, loving home surrounded by friends and family. Danny P., Bohemia's resident artist, painted Hard One's senior portrait at the Dwarfenage, is also in the process of painting a graffiti Gemma memorial in Frostwind. Tom P., father of the realm, the serenader of sleeping babies, and the serenader of sleeping dwarfins, a proud volunteer at Beverly's wing of the Frostwind Dwarfenage. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bohemia alike, once made a hard cider so delicious, Moradin himself said, hey, this is pretty good. I still wish I was drinking beer, though. Pedro E., bard of the mountains. Pedro's lullabies are known to be so potent that they have to be careful not to sing too closely to mountain goats, lest they fall off the mountain. Griffin S.D., a.k.a. the stranger, the silver dragonborn eldritch knight and owner of the Badger's Pint Inn and Tavern. Update, Griffin is still in a feud with the Badger, but has countersued. Papa himself has taken up the case, and he doesn't take cases he doesn't think he can win. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in Bohemia. Fun fact, it was part partially Beardman Dan's beard that tripped those bad kids. Dan was just hanging out in the cemetery and saw an opening, so he threw his beard out there to help our boy Bev. Scott D, program the robot that Moonshine dispelled at Vinral's Gems and Geodes is definitely going to get chewed out by his boss tomorrow. Aaron C, walks around Frostwind in a t-shirt, runs hotter than even Balnor. Hermes W, the Bat King, currently living at the Frostwind Dwarfenage. That might not seem fit for a king, but it's pretty good for a bat. I mean, he's got a bed. Most bats don't have beds. T Alex, a nosy neighbor who called the cops on the bad kids in the Frostwind Cemetery did have their house covered in graffiti and a bag of shit left on their porch, though. 
Parker E, and even ratter, badder boy than Beverly when he enters Juggalo mode. RJW, Katya is second in command at the Frostwind Dwarfenage, currently sewing a blanket made of leftover rat parts. Spartus, earned the name Spartus by getting really good at sparring. They considered getting really good at farting too, but didn't want to step on their brother Fartus's toes. Adam R. Bohumi is number one arcane dealer. His stuff will get you ducked up and no, that isn't a typo. If you take this drug, you will literally turn into a duck. Brent B. Taught Alanis magic. Not wizard magic, though. Christmas magic. Ever wonder how Santa's reindeer fly? It's all thanks to two very special elves named Brent and Alanis. Cassandra MHP, a.k.a. Cassandra Max HP. Their health bar is always dressed to the nine, 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 nines. Dan Danielle the Dastardly Dame. Danielle is so dastardly that she never stocks the mirror image spell because she's worried she'll stab herself in the back. My God. Hugh C, a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn and fought alongside Elias and Red. Nobody knows why a war would even have a most valuable player, but Haldor earned the title fair and square, and he's got the tiny fake plastic gold trophy to prove it. Manny the Mundane, accidental deity who got in the way of a lich's spell to reach divinity when you don't think you've got eggs, but then surprise, you do have eggs? That's Manny, baby. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor, the owner of a sweet boat that sounds like Gilbert Gottfried. Daniel's boat actually voiced Iago in the Aladdin animated series on Disney Channel, but never received any royalties because he is a boat. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. They spin at Ice to Meet You every Tuesday. Winter Wolves get in free. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, born of the sword and never gets bored. Seriously, to Jeff S., going to the DMV is like spending a day at Knott's Berry Farm. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned Crick Barkitect, made the Crick's first mobile home by putting a sleeping bag in the branches of an Ent. Lex Sketch, the escape artist, an architect who has designed over 200 escape rooms, or as they're known in Bohemia, jails but fun. John S., a.k.a. Schubert the Mushroom, briefly served as a spokesperson for Mellow Mushroom Pizza, but was fired for being actually way too mellow. Ryan M., a super buff sorcerer known as the Muscle Mage. They hold their wand in between their massive pecs and bench press huge cursed tomes. Elena C. was kicked out of Galateron by the Chosen after trying to open a sex-positive boutique in Esri called the Kinky Kanku. Andrew M., Moradin's Talking Anvil, known across the land for their famous catchphrase, you're axing for it. Ricky, aka Tricky Ricky of the Cricky, actually really good friends with Kid Cuddy, but would never name drop him, even if it came up naturally in conversation. Ricky respects their friendship too much for that. Andrew R., the only dwarven at the Dwarfenage in Iron Deep to never get caught during a game of Ketchum. Cannibalistic Cthulhu, a reformed demon who is currently trying to get their GED in Esri. Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, has a drink for every occasion, even losing your beloved childhood girlfriend to an assassin after finally reconciling. Victor T., Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world, especially angsty now that his mom has started dating again and swore to himself he'd never call that Mr. Von Hindenburg who's always coming around dad. Henry A., a fighter flighter, which is a fighter that took five levels of wizard just to get the third level fly spell. Lance W., a scam landscaper, a.k.a. scamscaper, who uses minor illusion to create beautiful mirages that disappear as soon as their truck gets out of range. Justin I., the Iron Dwarf, who has argued that their broken windows form of policing isn't as effective as integrating themselves into the community, throws a monthly barbecue where Iron Dwarfs and the populace can mingle. Caleb is a warlock from 
from New Jersey, so you know a Warlock. Part of a secret society called Bridge and Tunnel, which meets in Manhattan on Friday nights to discuss dark arts over Stoli Blues. Clayton M., a claymation Dalmatian, once a close druid friend tried to awaken them, but alas, they are more clay than Dalmatian, and it couldn't be done. TJM, the tin-jawed man, a barbarian who doesn't have a glass chin, but honestly, it's not much better. Slugs super hard, but can't take a punch. The professional, the only lawyer to ever successfully beat Papa in litigation, got so deep under Papa's fur, Papa literally ripped out his shoulder pads and threw them at the professional. Jacob C. teaches physics at a high school in Galateron. C. in a world where magic is normal and everywhere, physics is totally rad and exotic. All the most popular teens join physics club. Elena M., a mudboarding cleric who heads the mud patrol, which is responsible for saving any mudboarders who have mudboarded into a tree or broken a limb. Gone off, the most scathing but also the most respected yelper in Bohemia. If gone off goes off on your restaurant, you might as well shutter your doors and call it a bust. Famously took down the beloved restaurant McQuanalds. McPux, the codemaster who created our amazing website, Melora shines on him, Palora bows to him, Morden made him a special accent, if you can believe it, Ilset met him once at a party and was super intimidated, so didn't even try to talk to him, Earl and Kathleen L, the frost wind power couple and philanthropists that spend their Thanksgiving delivering spatch-cocked and stuffed rats to the slums. Dylan M., the necromancer who is currently embalming Gemma's body for entombment. Jibe G., a saxophone-playing bard who is literally the spinning image of Rob Lowe and St. Elmo's Fire. If you don't know what we're talking about, go watch the saxophone scene in St. Elmo's Fire. That's Jibe G. Corbin A., the funniest guy in Frostwind, once got out of a jaywalking ticket by making an Iron Dwarf laugh. Atlas, captain the rival ship to Elias Stormborn, the HMS Storm Reaper once beat the SS Stormborn in a sky race during Galateron Yacht Week. Jostrich, Bohemia's sartorial ostrich. Wearing a trim-fit European-style suit from Joss A. Bank, this classy ostrich is the talk of every pub throughout the realm. Cameron McKee, a.k.a. Cam Mixe, invented mashups and is getting filthy rich off a of pledge allegiance to the boy remix. E.L. Dreg, the Kirk of Frostwind, and yes, that was a Growing Pains reference. Cameron C., a talented mortician who is preparing Gemma's body for her funeral after she was cruelly killed by Brian Murphy. I didn't write that one. PJW played the deck of many things with all the cards face up and still chose to get trapped in a gem. He was like, whatever, what's the worst that could happen? To date, he has been trapped in a gem for 1,000 years. Damiel R. When the Guardians of the Dwarfenage left, they organized the most insane game of Capture the Flag the realm has ever seen. With no adult supervision, the game lasted a month, and a few kids almost died. Quentin J. Came up with the bar name Ice to Meet You. Since then, he has a list of 100 clients all waiting for him to come up with a great pun for their bar, but the pressure is getting to him, and he's slowly losing his mind. Wait, have a cold one. That's something. The Bastard of Norvegia. Norvegia has no idea who his father is, but knows for certain his mother was a fjord. Jeff of the North. Sworn enemy of Jeff of the South. Casual buddy to Jeff of the East. Idolizes Jeff of the West. To all the other Jeffs, Jeff of the North reigns supreme. Joshua S. A very successful realtor in Frostwind. All of his clients buy the first house they see because every building is exactly the same. It's really easy and he gets a sick commission. Dom R. Florist at Frostwind who makes floral arrangements of dead twigs and frozen roses, aka Froses, was supposed to be the florist for Gemma's wedding, but will now decorate 
beside her lonely tomb. The grave might say something like, here lies Gemma. She loved hard one a lot and she Frenched him before she died. Jeremy B. taught the bad kids of the Dwarfenage karate, but Rodian said he didn't need karate because he could kick anyone's ass. I don't even care. Fuck you. Turns out Rodian was wrong. Logan C., after the band of boobs left Smuggler's Bounty, Logan C. quickly began owning at every gambling event and is close to putting the island out of business. The pit bosses are very concerned and thinking about tossing him out. Baby Doc, the youngest doctor in Bohemia, he's 23, which isn't crazy young, like he did graduate very early, but is not Doogie Hauser level, still impressive, and he has a baby face. Jennifer V has the most vicious V in Bohemia. Legit, it teased Old Cobb's V and said some very nasty things about its character. And finally, Colin G taught the emotionless dwarves of Frostwind the meaning of love. Colin is the reason they're so forthright with their emotions these days. And I am also forthright with my emotions because I love all our listeners and all of our Patreon subscribers. Guys, head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod to listen to our after show. And we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of the show. Uh, So we'll see you on Thursday. Thanks, everyone. Love you. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.